Oh, these are good questions. Oh, are they popping up? So, I mean, I guess we just roll into it. Keep them live. I mean, the mic's recording. Yeah. So, good question. What are your target ticket numbers per customer? So, it's like, what's a good average, average what's a ticket? good average ticket? And it's going to be maybe a little bit different for each of our cafes. I was going to say, each cafe is different. But, uh, I mean, we're sitting around the, the 12 ish dollar average right now. At Swift? Uh, no, no, no. Or at Portola? At our, at our non non food kitchen cafes. Non kitchen locations, yeah. Closer to like the 15 ish range at the kitchen cafe. Maybe 16. What? Yeah, 16. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. It's a good question. And then. I mean, Target, I'm I'm asking the follow-up here. Like, what's a good total number of customers per day at a shop? Like, I feel like Portola- 300-ish is what you Portola's want. Portola's like a good- um, 200 is not quite enough. Yeah. But it is probably like, like, yeah, no, no less than 200 or you're maybe in trouble. And then probably 250 plus is what you're looking for. Got another good question. How can I progress in coffee without wanting to do management? It's it's kind of that's a, tri- a fun. It's I mean, kind that's... of a tricky one because there's there's a sure. limited number. Well, that depends on what part of coffee you're talking about. Like, are you talking about retail coffee? Are you talking about working at a coffee company? Right. Because Barista, I always, education. Yeah, because usually the path in that retail zone is geared towards management so i've stayed out of management by pivoting towards education like my jobs were mostly in the realm of training education and of course you could go into the roasting route it's really hard because a lot of those jobs there aren't too many of them so if you took you know if you took a cafe like ours or if you took a company like ours where we have 74 employees Mm -hmm. total we have kind of one director of coffee who's, yeah. you know, full-time trainer, educator kind mm-hmm. of person. So they're just, they're less common, but there's this whole other world of coffee. I mean, I'm I'm assuming there's a plenty of jobs you can get working in green. Like you could work for a company like Cafe Imports. You could work for a company, you know, importer, exporter company. But it just like at, you won't have to manage a cafe, but at some level, it's a little tricky to be an individual contributor. You're yeah, I think probably so. gonna have to work with a team at some point. I think maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, and I think if you're looking, when I don't, I don't necessarily know what you mean by progression. So I mean, the way that we, you and I, ended up progressing prior to being technically in leadership or necessarily like in educational jobs is we. I mean, we participated a lot and we spent time refining our skill set, and I think you learn a shit ton doing that over and over again. We can. I'll never stop speaking to it. I mean, there's time and tenure and you learn things specifically by familiarizing yourself with a product and, uh, and a craft and that craft of specialty coffee is pretty endless. If you decide to dive in, I think a lot of people think they know. I mean, actually I literally heard somebody in our cafe who has not worked for us, but worked for another coffee company. And they're like, yeah, I went through the coffee education class. I like know everything I need to know about coffee. And I think it's really easy for a lot of people to assume that. So it's not true, by the way. This person went through, and I I think a lot of people think they know a lot about this product, but they haven't really experienced it for themselves. And that's that's just the truth. There's so many other industries I love. In fact, my, my partner is in flower industry. She's a farmer. She does a lot of things. 
And there's these people that she ends up working with and they read all the books and they this, that, and the other. And they think they know stuff. And she's like, dude, the real farmers, the things they say is like, they don't teach you that in the books. Like there's things that work because you are an actual professional and you know the craft and the products you're using that are not um, transferable in the same way that like we've talked about in other podcasts, dude, the Half-Blood Prince, Harry Potter. You can't just like copy and paste the menu, the recipe, all this stuff is still there. So I think there's, there's always something to be learned. I just don't know what you're asking well, specifically, I, yeah, so that's where the, I'm going with that. I kind of think the key when I hear things like that are instead of asking, you know, how can I move up without getting into management, the better question is what do you want to do? Right. What are so, you like, trying to do? develop that you vision, at? and then from that vision you can develop a path. Yeah. But it's hard to put the path before the vision. Mm -hmm. But respect. Best budget underrated a coffee nationwide. Tell me more about what you mean about that. Best budget coffee rated nationwide is so by we're going to come we're going to come back to that because we're going to get some we're going to get some clarity my voice what is coming back roasters are we running we're running san franciscan roasters which are traditional style like drum over flame type roasters c over f <laughs> <laughs> uh one is a they're made in the u.s so they're in pounds not kilos mm -hmm. so one's a 25 pounder so it's about you know 12 kilo ish yeah. size basically a 12 and a 25 kilo and then the other ones a yeah, 75 pounder functionally they're more or less the same with some like minor differences between them but they're both that traditional style oh, wait, a 25 kilo would not be correct it'd be like a 35 kilo it's 2.2.2 so yeah 35 times 2 35 yeah. kilo but they work really well yeah, they definitely For turn us, coffee from green to brown in the way we need it to. Yeah. Most of my thoughts around equipment have to do with as long as you've got something that's capable and up to the task, it's really more about the person standing in front of it than the equipment itself. Mm -hmm. And that'll go for roasters, that'll go for espresso machines, that'll go for all of those things. Equipment's rarely the reason you can't make good coffee. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that you don't have the newest and greatest camera is probably not the reason you're not able to make your short film. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Don't use equipment as a block. Get the best that you can though, for sure. And part of the reason we picked San Franciscan is also their ability to replace parts. Replace, you know, they're close. They're just across the the state line. Yeah, very. So we very can get close. some. We can get help and service when needs be. And we've experienced people with roasters break down, and then they're SOL for extreme periods of time. Have we ever considered having a day to night shop with cocktails? Maybe. Yeah. Yes. I mean, dream <laughs> dreams are. Dreams of wish your heart makes, guys. I was talking Thousand about dolls. Portola's um, original idea because remember when we were starting that and we were thinking okay cool we'll close at like four or whatever and then we'll bring in the pm menu and we yeah. were talking about bringing in at the time it was something easy like wine with some charcuterie board type <laughs> yeah. stuff or like these little amuse bouche kind of bites mm -hmm. to eat and we just never did it because we had a lot of i mean doing a owning a business is much harder than you anticipate it there's always something else so, and then cocktails are the dream for sure, but getting an, a proper liquor license liquor licenses are in Santa Cruz is very difficult to get. Extreme. So, would love to. Shout out to Mexico. There we go. Absolutely. What's up? Come Absolutely. to Brazil. Would love to. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Jared's Obrigado, going. dude. Let's Jared's go. going everywhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm super into I'm it. I'm slow on people right now. There's a lot to say. It's good. You got all those followers just reaching out.
A couple years ago, I saw a video you did to Origin. Have you made more trips since then? Mm. If there was an Origin you would love to visit, what would it be? Mm. 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 We've mm. Go, um, Jared goes more than me. I'd probably go the least out of anybody at, you know, ownership, ownership for level. sure. Charles goes the most. Mm -hmm. um, I've never been to Brazil. I would love to go. Yeah. The first time I won a barista competition was using a single origin coffee from Brazil. So I have mm. this connection to it, but I've never been. And yeah. it's, you know, gigantic. It is which gi is pretty awesome out. too. It's a good question. I'm, I have no desire to go to Ethiopia or like African based origins, honestly. It's not in the cards for me. I'm not sure if I have a specific that I would dream of going to Cheers, got Peru might dreams. be interesting but I, I'm never I it's hard for me I'm not looking at these locations specifically coffee only I'm looking at like coffee plus so if it's like I'm going somewhere far away I would hope to spend some time exploring the the region beyond just the coffee so I love coffee I love regions but I want something food Brazil would be cool too a lot of great spots Colombia would be cool I mean, too. there's gonna be great food all Almost of it's yeah everywhere. It's like, that's the thing that's so the thing Peru sounds interesting Cheaper coffee that doesn't suck. Have to buy a large batch for an overseas trip. Oh, you're taking roasted coffee with you somewhere? Dang. Um, I don't even know. Cheaper coffee that doesn't suck? Hi from Norway. What up? Hello. My wife's been to Norway on a work trip. I want to go. I want to go. <laughs> I also want to go. go to Norway. <laughs> Never been to Norway. Shout Norway, out to Moon dude. Goat Coffee. Shout out to all the coffee. Take a trip to Los Angeles. Oh. <laughs> Shall do. Mr. Law, dude. We we're thinking Jude about Jude Law again, dude. Jude Law, Leave not us alone, that, Mr. Jude Law. Law. I know. I'm just kidding. No, you're not, dude. You're Jude, dead I mean, serious because he always is um, looking. Like, yes, you. We we're do actually talking about taking a day trip to do a birthday dinner for me. So where should we eat? That's just obscenely fancy. Stay away from me. Oh, okay. How many honeybee? Yeah, good question. Years ago, you mentioned a type of profit sharing structure that we did. Do we still do that? I just um, talked to somebody about this. You asked a question and I screenshotted it actually about bonus structures and um, me profit sharing. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. this person. Sorry, I'm yeah. in the I'm in the World Wide Web. Yeah, we do. We have a different system. Mm -hmm. um, we did originally yo. start. Oh, look at this! That's our tech. Someone asked about the world weird world of coffee techs. There's one in the wild, dude. Shout out Justin and the coffee technicians of the world. We did used to have a structure, somebody did ask about that, you know, like the ownership structure at the beginning when we first launched and how we did that. And I, I was sharing with them that it wasn't as helpful and exciting as we anticipated with our team. And we ended up switching it because ultimately to be, to receive the kind of benefits that people often think being an owner might, you kind of need to grow a company and sell it to see a real return. Otherwise you're often on the hook for either like a long-term vesting or a lot of tax implications. And so, you know, even if you look and work through some of those things, the, the payoff for the people who get, this is what we get. Yeah. ABF dude, always be fronting. <laughs> and that's what, that's what it would have been like to say you were an owner of a company when you're kind of like in the minority and it just is literally like saying, I'm an owner. And what changes? Some some stuff where you maybe pay more taxes. There's nothing that really is super beneficial unless it's a really, really long play. So it wasn't as helpful and we had to readjust. Yeah, so for... That was a short story, but it's a true story. For the frontline crew now, we have the passport, which we may have talked about before, but it's basically, basically outlines 
the skills that you can learn in any position, whether that's, you know, starting at concierge, front of house to in the kitchen, in the roastery. So it provides everyone with a path with pay raises that are tied to certain skills. And we use that for the frontliners. And then we have a different system for the leadership. Mm-hmm. And that has worked better because it's it's just less ambiguous yeah. where you can look ahead and see like, oh, okay, here are... It's not just this ethereal thing. Like you said, if you give someone a certain percentage of, of ownership mm-hmm. or even a certain percentage of profits, you can really run into these things. Like I think you said it perfectly, you know, ownership only, ownership doesn't mean anything if you're not drawing money out of the business. Right. And, and also I, if you don't really have skin in the game too, which is something I, not, you're talking, whatever, keep going. You no, go no, first. no, you're, 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 you're totally right. It's yeah. like, it's, and also percentage of profits is interesting because sometimes there aren't any. Yeah, I mean, for I mean, oftentimes <laughs> especially if you're, if you're building business, loans like if, and you're building, yeah, if there's you're nothing new coming and in you're not hitting extra. like any substantial profit until like the third year, and then if you have a big year, so let's say you you've got a really good profitable company, decent cash position, but you want to do a big build, like you might run a year or two as a building year where you don't actually have any profit, so mm-hmm. you're just hitting payroll, and then that percentage of profit basically means nothing. So we Absolutely. found if we can actually just figure out a way to structure people people's salaries and their intake on a regularly scheduled basis to where it's like cool like i know what i'm being paid for i know what i'm going to take home i have the opportunity to improve and it makes sense within the context of the business that's super important yeah that's been more sustainable and better received and like easier to digest for everybody all around yeah i just think that that whole concept around assuming because cafes like make a certain amount of money. like if you have a transparent business and you're like, well my cafe does these averages and it should be doing like this bottom line yeah that bottom line still potentially goes back into paying off the loans for the it's just everything everything is different looking than you potentially uh might experience or might assume if you're not privy to the whole back end of what it looks like to run a business so I, yeah i mean that's what we've done the whole time is Every time we take on a new cafe, you take on another small business loan, and in order to pay that off, you have expenses along the way, and it changes the way your business looks. So, yeah, if you're an owner of that, and again, like I said, if you don't have any skin in the game as a as a team member, getting something, and this is a little bit like mental science, there's, there's some stuff to this, but if you get something without working for it, it's not as valuable, even if it's really cool. And that, that hit of dopamine, that hit of feeling... uh special goes away and the reality ends up being like i have a title that doesn't necessarily resonate and mean as much as it could if you earned it so cool story hansel shout out to pow asking good questions good question shout out to canada dude canada is in the house dude always okay always i mean will arnett for life in canada as well as many other people like chris's favorite what's his name Uh uh-oh Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Dude. Yeah. Canadian heartthrob. Dude. Canadian teenage heartthrob forever, Canadian. no matter how old. Well, looks like we're out of questions here. <laughs> Probably wind down this <laughs> live situation. I'm low on gas and you need a jacket. <laughs> Wayne's World 2. Hey, thanks for keying in, everybody. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to sitting around video and watching me eat. To be in the live video. You don't want to be in this live video with us. It'll be the worst experience of your life. Where oh, somebody wanted to come in and talk? That would have been interesting. Be like you, them, and me. You, me, and Dupree.
Oh, more questions came. Yes, finally. We're Big baiting. Rod Dog, here we go. Bait and switch. Uh, this one's always interesting to kick around. Do you have a specific amount of cafes you would want to have? Specific amount. What are we just saying? Like dream world, all like the money's gonna work no matter where you put them, <laughs> dude. Like no, no stress, all mess, all the best videos. Uh, I think locations versus like places that I would think would be really cool to be able to cities in places around the world that it would be really neat to share the cat and cloud experience at again that would allow me and us to visit those places so that that's kind of the way i look at that in my fun and selfish way that's a good answer and it's true like i have i would say at least whether we ever do it or not i have probably six to eight cities that i would love to see cat and clouds in I have a different selfish answer, which is one. I would like to have one cafe. I love small things. I love things that just like imbibe a certain sense of place that you can only get at one place. So if we're using Jared's example, like if the money just works, one. <laughs> Good. I was talking to Heather Perry at mm-hmm, SCA mm-hmm. last year. So Wonder she is. Will, yep. Tell them who she is slash Two time United States barista champion. She is the, I don't know what her title is. She might be CEO or something. Coffee Clatch. It's her family's business. They've been in the game for a long time down in San Dimas. Um, They have people at every competition. They have a ton of stores. And I was talking to her in the hotel lobby. She was asking how many stores we have. And I told her we had four. And she was saying, she's like, that is the sweet spot. Four is a sweet spot. She said, don't grow. It really, really changes once you get into that five and six zone. Mm. It's just a different experience. So depending on the experience you want out of, you know, running your business, yeah, how you want to be involved, that might, and uh, you know, there's no good answer, but that, like, see, even we both have different answers, which is great. Yeah, you know, that's fun. We're different people. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? How many cafes do you want, huh? You tell me. You tell me. No, I don't even like coffee, dude. I don't even like coffee, dude. I don't even go here. Uh-huh. Yes. What would you say is the most valuable reward you've acquired from doing this job over the years? Dang, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, coffee has mm-hmm. introduced me to a group of people who are some of my best friends in my entire life it's like it's not even just one thing so if i rewind till the very beginning when i started working in coffee if i've looked at all not all but a lot of the really cool experiences i've had and people i've been able to meet it's solely because i decided to lean in fully to this one thing that didn't really make a lot of sense to a lot of people especially like my mom she's like what are you doing i'm like i'm gonna go to san francisco and make espresso for minimum wage and she's like that sounds weird but have a good time just (laughs) it's a full-blown energy environment we're having here outside if you want if you want me to make it just i can make it a tiny bit healthier for you if we want to put some of these greens on there i don't want to ruin it for you you with okay here here, here. come on come on come on we're giving away some tapatio so a little break in action there come on now but just picking one thing and and really leaning into it, it's I've met amazing people. Mm-hmm. I've been 
everywhere, you know, Colombia, Milan, we've been to Australia, you know, more origin countries, but it's like opportunity to travel within the States. I've had amazing dinners. I've got to talk to people about interesting mm. points of view and there's nothing special about me. It's just, I was just fully committed to this thing. And when you fully commit to something, things tend to open up when you fully engage with anything, whether that's a job or a relationship or whatever it is, magical things kind of happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not everyone's going to have the exact same experience, but I think whatever you're doing, there are all these really cool intangibles. I mean, those are big experience-based things, but there's like all of the growth has come within that too. Like, I feel like I'm a better mm -hmm. communicator than I would have been if I had never started working in this environment. I, I don't know. Right. It's, it's such a I big question. To, I was trying to sum it up as well because you did a great job of explaining a bunch of this, the specific things that have happened. But, you know, if I were to sum it up for me, it is like it's the the personal, professional development and those those perspectives that you gain from all of the things that happen while you're at those places and it's really hard to quantify them right it's and and the general experiences you know i'll never forget how much we laughed and how much fun we had on that trip where we were in seattle and it was in between our two like life experiences where we were like not at verve anymore and not at cat and cloud and we were up there with the Dune crew and we were all kind of intermingling and oh, yeah. we connected with, you know, Sarah and the barista mag folk and some other friends. And they were like, it was like kind of this last minute, let's go out and have dinner. And we just ended up having this like really fun, you know, like a couple drinks, but it was like one of those nights where I was laughing hysterically for hours and we had all these great conversations. And it was one of those nights also where you wake up the next day, like not hung over at all. Like, you know, it was just like a good night. And that's, that's obviously like me sharing a very, really fun experience. But at the same time, there's all the other ones where you have these random get together meals with, you know, when I, at my time, when I was at a lot of these, a bunch of people who are, you know, CEOs and owners and places that are successful and I'm listening and gleaning information and learning a lot. So there's a huge gamut of things exactly, you know, to your point. But for me, those are the broad things is, so much learning, yeah. So I much mean, perspective, so much personal development, professional development. It's been this working in coffee has been a frame for my life, honestly. You know, yeah. in a lot of ways, or a certain part of my life, because mm -hmm. we're all really complex and have a lot of different things going on. But yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Gear shift. What would you advise in regards to partnerships with someone trusted that you've worked with for years? Damn. Well, I, okay. I don't know. Here's what I would say. Here we go. I would say this pretty confidently. And it's obviously, it's going to have like its, its framework. I would never start a company by myself. Like fully alone. The caveat to that is a little bit maybe what you're referencing, which is do you have a number two, aka a number one, like employee person who really wants to like, follow you and do the thing and almost like act as that partner. But I mean, honestly, and again, I'm talking about cafes or like restauranty things or stuff like that. Like by myself, I don't know if that's my gig. I don't, for me, I, I would not suggest that there's so much that goes into it and it requires you to be really, really buttoned up and broad. If you want to be a great solo owner operator. 
Yeah. I think the flip side to that, well, it's not even the flip side. It's right. There's, there's other I'm trying ways. to think of, okay, if it wasn't you and Chuck, who would I go into business with? And the answer is probably nobody, no one. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, but would you start a business then? Probably not. Yeah, maybe, so, I, mean, that's maybe tough. I don't yeah. know. Maybe like a, it would just look completely different. Sure, sure, sure. So I, I, guess I, that's I think tough. I would, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I get you on that too. But I think when you're talking about people who are going to be completely intertwined with your life mm-hmm. on such a, like a critical level, because if we're married. talking about the things, if it, we're talking about the things that your life is built on, it's, you know, your personal relationships, like mm-hmm. your, you know, your romantic partners and your work. Huge part of that, yeah. Friend group, it's you know, there's not that many things that are building these like mm-hmm. core building blocks of your life, right? And you're spending a lot of time in these spaces. It's like you really, 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 really have to listen to your gut when it's telling you who you want to mess with or not. Because if you try to rationalize why a situation might be good or might be beneficial to the business, but you're not really feeling it at that gut level. It's not going to be a good move mm. for you. Your gut's going to tell you the truth. So if you're having any weird apprehensions about something, you need to explore that before you go into business with yeah, someone. Talk about it too. Get because it all out in the opening. Yeah. It is way harder to unravel once you get in play. I know this. He knows this. <laughs> I know this. One day. He could talk about it. <laughs> any new books coming? I started one that I started a while ago, another children's style books, and I put kind of everything on pause. No rush on that stuff, dude. I have a one-year-old, so this last year didn't really go exactly to plan, and really, actually, I ramped up work a lot, too, so um, yes, but I'd need to get in and get a date on it and get back into the process of things. I've been setting up my room because we just moved too. So it's going to be helpful. Yeah. I, I have, I need a space for creative things. Now I am 85% of the way there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But I'll mm -hmm, let you know, mm -hmm. I won't be shy about it. Don't be shy. If you had to fast forward 10 years, where do you see yourself? 10 years. Oh man. (laughs) That's a great question. That is a great question. I'll answer that question with a little bit of a sneak peek into the world that I live in. And that is, uh, I'm currently focused on tearing down, um, what is it called? Absorbed and learned schemas from my childhood that will allow me to answer that question in an authentic way, not in a way that comes from either scarcity or a need to provide in order to survive. That was that is my short answer and it's extremely complex and long. So that's uh you know, we could talk about that a whole other time. But that's that's stuff that you guys don't, you know, necessarily like to get into on this podcast and in the world. So the answer is Fair enough. TBD. I don't know. And where that's okay. Same. In Here's fact, a- I, I in fact I talk about it with my therapist because there are people in the world who have um because they believe so strongly in knowing where you want to go, have kind of put that on me and, and, and at times pushed this concept in such a way where I'm like, is something weird and wrong with me? And it's, it's been really cool to, to talk to uh, somebody who has a PhD and he's like, no, 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 there's, there's people in both camps and there's no right camp. And, player hating degree. Yeah, dude, he's got a player hating degree. And so I was like, that's the player you need to hate on for me. Anyway, let's say 
I don't have a clear one, and that's okay. And I'm happy with that. Dialed. Yeah, I couldn't tell you 10 years. I have a few short-term goals, but the more I go in life, the more I accept that, man, there's so many. I don't know. You could completely reinvent yourself in 10 years. Anyway, I can't answer that right now. I mean. I can't. We'll see where I am in 10 years. Yeah, I mean, here, check, check, check yourself on this one, even though you probably have, if you're the kind of person who's asking this. It's like. Who who are you freshman year of high school versus senior year of high school? And that was only four years. So like double that and add the concept of like maturing along the way and how much more exponential learning comes with those years. And it to me is just like, I don't know if it's even wise to put too specific of a goal on a 10 year range. It's totally cool to do some. And I'm just, that's my personal, personal well, that would depend no, on what your wrong. goals you, are. Like, yeah, it's like you it, could put monetary goals and like some hard ones where it's like, I want to save a million dollars in right. 10 years or something like that. Well, because like, there's a couple different questions. Right. Like you're kind of almost answering the question as like, who am I going to be? Yeah, in I'm 10 talking years. more existential. Because so. if, if you're, if you have a goal where you're like, let's say I want to be the governor, right? You know, you would probably have a 10 year plan that's yeah. going to put you on that path in different ways. Mm-hmm. In the same way that if you're like, oh man, I want to. If if you had that clarity, back to the coffee shop question, if we knew, like, okay, we want to open 50 locations by yada, 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 mm-hmm. like, we would have a specific plan. I don't have any of those yeah. things right now, but... Little did we know, all those movies Arnold was acting in were really just prevent, providing his way to being the governor of the American classic state of California. <laughs> I just read his book, dude. Did you? Arnold's book. Is it called Arnold's book? Just kidding. I know it's not. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Poor connection. You're a poor connection, dude. Got poor, poorly connected. Jump onto Wolfie. Um, any, ad- I, I love this question. Any <laughs> advice for dealing with the frustrations that come with pushing specialty coffee in an area that isn't overly receptive to third wave? You are in the best place ever. Assuming the market will support something, you have the opportunity to shape people's perception of what specialty coffee is and that is really 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 fun that every, is really fun. every time I, it, it's it's almost like you get to time travel to 2006 where you're going back in time and you get this little pocket of the world who doesn't have preconceived notions about mm-hmm. coffee who doesn't have they don't have these dialed in expectations they're just kind of open and the the challenging part is they might not understand why does this cost so much or how does it work but you get to be a frame for that Mm -hmm. you know and i think you're as good as anyone jared as at bringing people into that sure so you can't battle with people's life position and and where they're at you know you can't have people come in and be like this is this is four dollars it used to be one dollar you can't take that and push back at them and be like well that's how it is like yeah. you got to kind of jujitsu them and you know like use their energy mm, like a nice jujitsu framework it I might like be that. taekwondo or something no no jujitsu is right it's like redirecting the energy you got to redirect right. you the energy you got to you got to bring him in move it. you got to yeah, bring him in you do things like i know dude right it can be frustrating it can the be biggest advice is to not is to not I'm cold. Mansplain. Don't mansplain them why specialty coffee is the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's the joke, mansplain. But don't 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 literally try to convince them over and over as to why you're right. Just try to have fun with them. Try to enjoy the process. Try to find ways to 
connect them in the most non-aggressive and enjoyable ways and the ways around somebody actually asked me that they're like hey if you were going to start especially coffee shop or a company now in today's climate what would you do and i'm like well i'll do the same thing that we set out to do then which is for me and our company it's inspire connection by creating memorable experiences i'd create a value system that backs who we are, the individuals who are starting the company. You as a, it's coming to the sun, bro. That's why I moved. I know <laughs> the shade hits you. It so hits you hard, bro. I jumped in and I, I it was just like, you gotta, you gotta create your framework. You gotta create your value system. And then we use coffee, hospitality, guest experience, you know, and, and whatever, a few other things. And that's what makes our difference. Ultimately you as the person running this company or being involved in it, have a perspective and a human element to you that I believe people enjoy because you're in a hospitality industry. So find out what those things are that people seem to resonate with your friends, your family, your peeps, and lean into those. And again, non-aggressive, fun, enjoyable experiences. They go a long way. Do you like keeping your other interests, skateboarding, basketball, completely separate from Cat and Cloud, or are you guys interested in mixing both worlds somehow? Always interested in collaboration and combining things personally. I prefer to keep some things very separate and would dabble if it was perfect. Skateboarding would be like prime example to where I, I, that's just my thing. And sometimes when we dabbled with it, I'm like, I don't know. Um, like we made a skateboard deck that one time yeah. and I kind of hate that we did that. I was like, this is corny. Um, but the DC thing was awesome. So it's just, it's all about, it's, it's less about the overarching idea and more about like bringing it in, in the right way with the right people Absolutely. and the right intentions. Yeah. It so. has to make sense. It's like the concept of that. Great. Sounds awesome. Somehow Steph Curry and I could talk about coffee together. I'd be having a really nice time. I'd love to train him trade off he could train me on shooting and some handles and we could have like a thing in a conversation about uh leadership and development and what it's like to uh lead a team whatever stuff like that great fun stuff fun stuff dude it's a good q a this is awesome finally you guys where are you at thanks everybody what what's the tally mark at over there tally on the podcast well what's it's gonna be hard because we had we had me eating food the ah, we had like five minutes maybe ma. We are at the 42-minute level. <laughs> this one's for you, dog. Ever think you'll be able to achieve your goal of being able to dunk? Oh, you and your dreadful veganism. I know you. I know you. Uh, so, I'm Steven. a lot better at basketball than when I started that journey. I went out too hard, and I didn't learn. So, uh, I gave myself patellar tendonitis, which is almost healed. I can... On the good days, which jump up and fully grab the rim, basically hang on it. I don't think that adds up to me dunking anytime soon. But, and uh, if you watch the little highlight videos I've been putting up, you'll see that my game has gotten fun. I've been having some fun, and I've been doing some things that make me proud of where I'm at. So, uh, yeah, dunking, dunking by the time I was 40 is like, Pretty outlandish when people who are really good at sports and really athletic and younger than I am and maybe even 
like a lot of people don't dunk, so I don't think I don't think they're really, that's like a that was like a pretty that was a pretty outlandish thing to try to expect that I would be able to do. A lot of people that are five ten don't dunk. Well, most people, and I, I've done it. One, you know, I've dunked one and a half times in my entire life. So why would I expect to like do that when I have when you have far a- less time than six days a week to practice sports? <laughs> got, got a good old case of OLD, dude. Old heads, dude, but I can hoop, dog. All right, Put me dude. In. This was super fun. Thanks, everybody. My that plus was minus is high. I was. That was good questions. Those were good questions. All right, we're gonna sign off on this one. Shout out to the sun for keeping us warm. Peace. Shout out to you for your questions. Hey everyone, that's the podcast for the week. Thanks so much for listening. If you heard something that inspired you, let us know or tell a friend. These are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day. If there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer. Dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places, YouTube, Instagram. We're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for being awesome. We'll be back next week.